Hello and welcome to Women's Rugby Podcast. I'm joined by a special guest today. I'm joined by Alex McGuinness. So, who do you play for? Uh, I play for the Dublin City Exiles, and I'm also part of the Ireland squad as well. So, where will people know you from? Because she was in the news earlier um, this year. Yeah, so mostly kind of mainly from the Irish setup, but. Uh, also, I signed with South Sydney Rabbitohs in January 2022, so probably a good bit has gone up about me um, online about that, so it was pretty good. That's it, so you were saying off air how quick that came about, like that was six weeks from contract to go in there to sort your entire life out, that must have been... Hectic, you must have had no chance to process anything but what was going on. Yeah, it was pretty hectic. So I got into contact with Joe Callahan, who is the head of the Pathways in the Rabbitohs, but he's also just been announced as the assistant coach for the Pro World Cup team, Ireland team, going to the World Cup. So got in contact with him the start of December, and then I was on the plane at the start of January, the 10th of January, I think I... I left, so it was all just, I had no time, as you said, to process it. It was just, oh, great, I'm going to Australia. Cool, let's book flights. And then next thing I knew, I was sitting on Bondi Beach being like, whoa, what's well, going on? Yeah. So you go there. How how was it when you went into training? How how did you feel when you you first arrived? Probably the most fam- one of the most famous, if not the most famous, rugby team in the world. Yeah, it was... It was an unreal experience. Um, the girls were all so nice. All coaching staff were so welcoming. Everything was kind of a dream come true. Um, the setup is just phenomenal. So you go in, you have a meeting at the start where you meet to discuss kind of future fixtures or fixtures from previous weeks. Then you watch tape. You see what went well, what you can improve on. Then you went in and did some sort of warm-up, stretching, mobility, that kind of stuff, before you went out to the pitch. And sure, pitch sessions were getting up to 30 degrees, and this was kind of <laughs> 5 p.m. So it was something that you definitely don't get back in Dublin. Um, and then after the pitch, we were straight into the gym for, for some gym conditioning. So it was, it was pretty full-on, but um, no, worth it. And I, I would never regret it. It was, it was a phenomenal experience. So what drove your decision to leave? Um, the progression of rugby league in Ireland, as fast as it is, it's not probably at the standard that I know I can play at. Uh, the Super League had kind of already kicked off. So I'd always wanted to go to Australia since I was young. It was just sun sea, beers, everything. It was the life, the footy, obviously, as well. And then, yeah, I kind of just went, why not? Like, I'm I'm still young. What's there to lose kind of thing? So got into contact with Joe, and the rest was history, very much. Yeah, so you, you go there, you have your, your stint. At what point did you think, this, this isn't really for me here? Or at this point in your um, life? I'd say kind of six weeks in, 
I was kind of like, oh, God, I'm really not enjoying this, being away from mum and dad. Then the time difference as well what didn't help anything. So I was asleep. They were awake trying to contact me. Then when I woke up, I could contact them back, and then they were going to sleep. And we always were just missing each other, and it, it just got quite lonely then at, at a certain point, as, as it would when you're over there alone. Like the only time I was I was seeing people was at training, which was twice, three times a week. And then when I was in the gym doing my own stuff, I'd have some sort of interaction. But it's nothing like you'd have with, with your mates back home and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd say about six weeks in, I started to kind of get that homesick feeling. And, yeah, I was, I was just ready for a hug off mum and dad, really. Yeah, I suppose Sydney's massive as well. So even with your teammates, it could be absolutely ages away from you. And you're not going to go spend every minute of every day you've met someone six weeks ago. So yeah, I I, yeah. I, I, so fully, I fully yeah. understand, like, if you, you're not even, not even able to have proper conversations with your loved ones. Yeah, it was, it was really tough. There was maybe once or twice when I actually just stayed up just so I could talk to someone for more than a 10-minute broken conversation. And, yeah, it was just, it was just... Um, it was a home bird. Like I just really missed home. I missed everything. But no, the the future's still pretty bright. So hopefully, one day we can go back over with a few friends. Or I now know a few people over there from when I was there. So definitely some sort of future over there. I'd say. I'd hope anyway. Well, that, that's it. Like futures unwritten. You you met more people in rugby now. You know more people at other clubs. You know more people over there. If yeah. if you went on the second stint, maybe in a year or so's time, there might be seven, eight, nine people, but you know, in not that far, so you yeah, will you will have that isolation. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping so. I know a good few people from kind of rugby union over here who have moved over to play Oz Tag, or they've gone with their boyfriends who are playing league or something like that. So there's a there's a little community over there growing. So hopefully, yeah, in the future, I'll, I'll get back over. So you come back over to Ireland, you're back at Dublin Exiles. How's it been coming back? Have you, have you seen an improvement in your playing? Because obviously you're at Ireland squad as well. There's international matches coming up, which is fantastic. Yeah, so our coach at Dublin City Exiles is is phenomenal. He's a nice guy and, and he, he's a good footy player, which helps as well. So uh, the development among all the girls is is unreal but it was a bit awkward coming back I kind of felt like I'd kind of failed or that kind of thing but anyway those emotions are behind me um we're back in the exile setup so we had a really good season again um retaining the the all-ireland trophy um that was pretty cool we played the Galway tribes women again so yeah, it seems to be just us in the domestic competition at the moment, the Exiles and the Tribes women, so we seem to just be playing each other a good bit. But no, both teams are always improving. The Tribes women have come on just as much as the Exiles have. And yeah, it's it's showing that now in the Ireland setup, there's more Tribes women coming in. It's not as heavily dominated by the Exiles, which is credit to the coaches of Galway as well. Um, Ireland is going really well. We've had three camps leading up to the fixture. So two camps have been in Dublin, where the English girls, English-based girls, have flown over 
to Dublin and we've trained here and then we flew over to um, Wigan for a camp. So everything's looking really sharp. Everyone's starting to get those combinations together. And yeah, it's it's a really exciting time for, for Irish Rugby League. That's it. And we're, we're, we're literally steaming towards your international fixtures. So yeah. we've got them on in October. Is it the 8th and 25th you guys are playing? Uh, yes, so we have Wales in Dublin on the 8th of October and then the 25th of October we're playing Canada in a war in their World Cup warm-up fixture in Wigan. So two big fixtures coming up, which, which is really exciting. I'm going to say, because if it's not on the 25th, I booked the wrong day off work and I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got the dates right. <laughs> no, that, that there, two fantastic tests matches to play we've seen Wales we've seen Wales improve your first your first international match was against Wales Island so you see where you both come to at that point Canada no one knows what they could be yep you know there there are a lot of players who play rugby league a lot of players who play rugby union and to be able to do tape or even know what they're going to bring or who their star players are at the moment that must be an absolute nightmare for John um, not really something we've looked into at the moment. We're, we're kind of all focused on the Wales game. Um, obviously they're going to have improved, but we've improved as well. So that's going to be a cracker of a game. Um, the Canada fixture, just going to assume everyone's a spot on player. They're all there. They're representing their country. No one's going to be bad. So it's, it's going to be a massive test for us. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's a test match. So. We want to go out there, put our best foot forward, and hopefully we'll be four and four, hundred percent win record still at the end of October. That's it. They qualified for a World Cup. The beaten teams to do so, so they're not going exactly. to be bad. I, I was saying there's people yep. like, oh, you got Brazil and Canada in the World Cup, and I was like, no, no, but they've qualified, which means they've had to have won to get there. Yeah, which is very, they're, very, they're... Dif- very different to just being given spots. Yeah, they're gonna be, they're gonna be a strong team. Like it's gonna be a massive test for us. So it's really exciting actually to get someone, someone as big as Canada, who's their top ten in the ranking yeah. of the world. Like so, they're able to play ball. Like they're not just nobodies. They're in the World Cup for a reason. So it's yeah, it's massive for us to be able to play against someone of that magnitude. How did you first get involved with sports and? So my brother was playing in the local rugby union club. So I was going down watching him. Now, he was one of these kids that did pirouettes and that kind of thing on the pitch. So he wasn't that much of a motivation to me, I I won't lie. But I saw what was going on around him and decided I'd like to do that. So I started teaching him how to play ball in the garden pretty much. I was like, come on, we'll go out and you run at me and I'll tackle you and then you can tackle me next. But we never got to the stage of him tackling me because he was more interested in twirling around and playing in the mud. Um, but no, started Union then when I was six and have played up through the levels. I played Leinster under 18s for sevens and full 15s. Um, have played touch rugby, represented Ireland with touch rugby. 
um, tag rugby. I've been involved in international setups. So I've played rugby a, a long time, nearly 15 years. So it's always kind of been my background. Then I've played hockey as well growing up. That was kind of the sport in school. I did swimming, cricket, football, athletics, <laughs> the whole lot I was thrown into. So it, it paid off in the end. But, but yeah, it, it was a busy, busy life when I was growing up. Um, yeah, that, that's my sporting background, really. That's it. You've done swim teaching, PT and coaching along with that. So, yeah, I'm I'm working in the gym at the moment. So kind of all that sporting background that I would have been a part of, I'm now giving to kind of younger people, helping them, teaching them how to swim. I've recently just been uh, promoted to the the summer camp coordinator. So that were the summer, the October camps, Easter, Christmas, all of them. So I'm in charge of all those kids, the lovely kids who come in and. We play sport all day out on out on the astroturf. Inside, they do a swimming block and and everything. So I'm kept busy, yeah, with with the sports now. That's it. You must have been because you you get your Leinster in, and then you go up and you do other forms of rugby at international level. You do rugby league at international level and captain all of these. How many codes are you captain then? Um, three at the moment. Three. Uh, I yeah, I never got to to the union um, side, but yeah, three three international codes is, yeah. is pretty special. You say that like three, like it. Ah, so, oh yeah, just three, just three, just just three different variations of a sport. But absolutely at the top of that classing. <laughs> yeah, can't complain really. That's that's some going. It's one of them like. When you went to and made it to the South Sydney and they wanted you there, there's, there's probably that thing where you, you're probably really driven in sports and you're probably really competitive to be able to get to these top levels. Yeah, I, I'd be pretty hard on myself. I, I don't settle for anything less than, than the best. So it's good and it, it's bad. It has its, it has its positives and its negatives, but... Um, no, it's it's just who I am, and that that'll never change. I, I want the best for myself. What are your plans for the future then? Um, short term, I'd I'd like to go over to England play in the Super League. Um, I'd like to be challenged in my position because I know that will only push me to be a better player and a person. So, for now, Super League is is the goal and then hopefully long term end up back in Oz NRLW that kind of vibe is is what I'd love to do yeah so what position do you play in because I know a number of teams are already interested in you uh, I'm a half which there is a shortage of good halves in all rugby both codes so being decent in the halves is a, a position at a premium so, here's, here's another thing. You, obviously, you only get capped twice and the 8th of October and the 25th of October. And you get your fourth cap and you're still in free sports. You, you want to get back to NL, NRLW, which 
you get in the profile to get there. Yeah, slowly but surely building it up to to allow me to, to kind of chase my dreams again. And hopefully this time it will work out better. But yeah, I'm still young, loads of time ahead of me. So yeah, That's loads it. to learn. At 19 years old and meeting more and more people in the game and involved in it and then yeah you do that thing where if you ever go back you probably wouldn't be alone or isolated yeah so footy is an amazing community that you can meet anyone and get along with anyone and you can talk about anything so we have the likes of the Ireland girls who be playing in the Super League we have like Fran and Gabby who are at Fev Betty who's in York all those girls who are putting themselves out there, um, but they're also just really, really good people who will help you out and, and do whatever. So same with the Super League, and it's the same with Australia now. So hopefully I'll build up that contract, build up build up everything, really, and we'll get there in the end. So when you're at work in the gym and people go to you, what, what do you do? Because obviously you tell you work out straight away. And you say, oh, I'm an international rugby player. What was their response to that when you go like, you're not just an international rugby player once, but three sports over? What did they say to you? Well, a lot of people actually don't know. I'm, I don't know why, but I don't like saying it. So I'm just, uh, I'm a bit of a, oh yeah, I like play rugby. Rugby, what? Girls <laughs> yeah. play rugby. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, so, not, it's not even the yeah, code of rugby you know. It's a different code as well. Yeah, so I just... And a lot of people barely know rugby. Where where I'm from, rugby wouldn't be the main sport. So it's just easier to say rugby because trying to explain rugby league to someone who doesn't even understand the ball has to go backwards. Nightmare. So I just say rugby, keep it simple, and they don't really seem tend to ask any more questions after that. That's it, because in, in Ireland, GAA dominates everything. Yeah, GAA, football, um, they'd be the main two anyway, and then obviously you have the rugby's, the hockey's, that kind of basketball, all that level would be would be lower yet. We're not as popular, but it's getting there. It, it's, it's one of them things, it's definitely growing. And yeah, going all the, there's only big competitions between Galloway and Dublin, but that's kind of not even that bad from an outsider looking in. Because you yeah. build a rivalry and it, go, no, these, these are the two titans, and when they go, bang, you want to watch yeah. this. Exactly. It's it's actually, it genuinely, it's always a good game between Galway. You never know what they're going to come up with. They have so many tricks up their sleeves. So they're progressing at a phenomenal rate. Hopefully the rest of Ireland can can follow behind us both then. That is about as much time as we have for now. We're going to be getting Alex back on around the time of the 25th for the Canada match and around other things. We'll do pitch side interviews. But Alex, thank you for coming on. Is there anyone to give a shout out to before you go? Uh, yeah, shout out to mum and dad for always supporting me. My sister, my brother, same. They got, they all have my back always. Um, rugby based to John, obviously. For everything he's done for me um he's a phenomenal person phenomenal coach 
and Matt Kennerson too for getting me involved in, into the rugby league. I'd be nowhere without all you guys. So thank you so much. And thank you for having me on, on the podcast as well. Any time and shout out to Gabby Harrison as well. And shout out to Fran again. That's it. So Gabby th- and Fran. Yeah. 